0: Grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us today, um, especially if you're a guest. If you have a Bible, you can be opening it to Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah 11, and we'll be reading a passage from there before we begin this morning. We're starting a, a new series today, and it'll go on for um, the next several weeks uh, as we look at some of the, the songs and the, the music that we often hear this time of year. Uh, But we want to begin with this reading from Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall, gaze, shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire and his resting place shall be glorious. It is not uncommon to hear people lament about how divided we are as a country, as a nation. It's talked about on news stations, it's highlighted on election night, it is evident on social media. And at times it might seem as if there is nothing that we can all agree upon. But one thing in which the vast majority of Americans agree is Christmas. And everywhere we look, we, we see signs of Christmas. We decorate our homes, we decorate our streets, storefronts reflect this special time of year, and people are out and about, and they're buying presents, and you just cannot avoid it. The Bible records the birth of Jesus, and this was a a monumental event in the history of God's people, and we're given two accounts in Matthew and Luke of God taking on flesh and being born in a manger, a feeding trough. But long before these accounts, the prophets prophesied this would happen one day, as we just read in Isaiah. Other New Testament writers, such as John and Paul, mentioned this important event.
1: Now, we do not
0: know the exact date of Jesus' birth. The Bible never reveals that to us. But for many, many years, people have celebrated it on December 25th. And Christmas is a time when when much of the world focuses on Jesus. Now our mission as Christians is to go into all the world and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And we want the whole world to embrace Jesus. We want everyone to recognize the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we find this desire throughout the Bible. It's mentioned multiple times. Uh, I'll give you one instance. Psalm 2, 10 through 11. God says, O kings, be wise. O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord. And so he's speaking to all the leaders of the nations. And he says, recognize that a Messiah is coming. And when nations, companies, people, all over the world begin to talk about Jesus, Jesus, I think that that should encourage us and that we should see it as an opportunity. This is what we want. We want people to be thinking about Jesus. Well, one sure sign that, that Christmas is near is the songs that we hear playing on, on the radio and in stores and other places. And as it gets closer and closer to December 25th, it, it's, it's unavoidable, it's everywhere. And I know there's this big debate about the appropriate time to start playing Christmas music, you know. Is it the day after Halloween or is it the day after Thanksgiving? Well, we're not going to solve that this morning. Um, but what we do want to look at is the message behind some of the songs that we're hearing this time of year. And we're going to begin with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And you may or may not have heard this song. It's one of the oldest Christmas songs in existence. Some of the words within the song date back to the 5th century, and they may have been older than that. Uh, You know, I, I typed the title into one of my streaming accounts, you know, where you can get music, and over 100 different versions of the song popped up. You know, If you look it up on something like YouTube, you're going to find pop versions and country versions and choral versions and all kinds of other versions of the song. You'll even find some versions that are performed in Latin since the words to this song were not originally written in English. And I chose this song because it is about anticipating what is to come. Nowadays, we don't have enough time to put up all the Halloween candy before people are breaking out the Christmas decorations and celebrating uh, the baby Jesus. And our celebrations are controlled not by the church, not even by the government, but by corporations. And every holiday and celebration has been commercialized. And we see Christmas items appear early and earlier because for Walmart, Amazon, the mall, and many other businesses, it's all about making money. And that's why we call it Black Friday because it's about being in the black and not the red. It's about how much merchandise that we can get people to buy this year. Now this wasn't always the case. Traditionally, this time of year was a time of anticipation. It was a time of waiting for Christmas and the good news that God has taken on flesh. It might be helpful for us to remember back to when we were kids. And you remember what it was like to be a child at Christmas. It was excitement and it was agony all wrapped up together. You know, it was excitement because we knew what was about to happen. We were going to get presents. No matter how much our parents threatened that we weren't going to get presents. We we knew it. We were going to get presents. It was agony because we had to wait. And it seemed like it took forever for Christmas Day to arrive. And you could hardly sleep the night before because you were longing for it all to get here. That, That longing and agony Was present among the people of God prior to the arrival of the Messiah. Now they were not longing because they desired presence, they were longing because things were not right. Some of them were suffering, Uh, they were oppressed, they had burdens that they wanted lifted, and they were all longing for a king. They longed for Messiah. And this is what O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is about. Each verse in it is a prayer. And they all begin with a plea for Jesus to come. But each one uses a different name for Jesus. And so the first verse is the most famous. And it's where the song gets its title. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel and Ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the son of God appear over the years Israel had been held captive by Egypt, Assyria, Babylon and now Rome they had been literal slaves at times in exile and needed to be set free In Egypt, that first time they were held captive, God heard their cries for help and he did just that. He set them free. And the Exodus was and is an important story for the people of God. It reminds us of what God has done and what God can do. And these Israelite people in Assyrian Babylonian and later under Roman rule, believed that God would come and rescue them because he had done it before. And this time, the rescue would be made possible by sending a Messiah. Now, as we hear these words today, they may at first seem distant and or unrelatable to maybe your own circumstances, After all, you've never been held captive or or exiled. However, if that's the way that we hear this, I I would encourage us to, to hear these words again because, in fact, all of us have been captive to something at some point in our life. And for some, this is easily recognizable. We understand how various addictions, whether it be alcohol or gambling or something else, they hold people captive. They enslave people. They rob people of joy. They rob people of life. We understand this. But Paul says that sin itself imprisons us. It's not just addiction. It's all sin. In Romans 6, 17-18, Paul writes, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves, you were once captives of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. We are all captive to something and we need to be ransomed. We need to be rescued. And only the Son of God can do that. And so the first verse of this song can be very personal if we hear it correctly. God rescued Israel from Egypt. He's going to rescue them from Rome. But he also has a plan to rescue you and me. The second verse begins with a reference to the lineage of David whom everyone knew the Messiah would come. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free, thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save, and give them victory o'er the grave. What we should be celebrating this time of year is not some jolly elf in a suit, but this right here, because this is truly A reason to celebrate. It is the greatest gift ever given. That God comes to earth and takes on flesh. Why? Because it is a battle. And he's going up against Satan. And he's coming to rescue us. And he's taking on death. And and these are the kinds of songs that we need to be listening to. Because they remind us of what the gospel, the good news is all about. We need to be saved from the depths of hell. We don't say that very much, but that's what it's about. And this is serious stuff. We need to be freed from Satan's tyranny. Now, this is a message that's not often heard around Christmas, but it's true that Jesus takes on flesh for a reason, and we must never forget what that reason is. That he is coming for battle. And the victory is his. The third verse is a reminder that even though we might be living in dark days, there is a light that is coming. O come thou day spring, come and shear Our spirits, by thine advent here, disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight. Now, Tom's already mentioned that sometimes we sing songs with curious or interesting words in them, like yonder. Um, you know, when, when you begin to sing these old hymns, you, you might find some words in there that you're not that familiar with. The, the word advent simply means coming, and we're talking about either the first coming of Jesus or the second coming of Jesus. The word dayspring is an old word that means dawn. And if, if you use a newer translation of the Bible, you're not going to find it anywhere. But if you have a King James Version, it appears two times. The first is in the book of Job, and in that book it simply means dawn. That's all it means. Uh, But it also appears in Luke 1 and verse 78. And, And in that passage, it's a reference to Jesus, and it comes from the prophecy of Zechariah. It reads, By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn, or day spring, from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And this is what the third verse of the song is all about. The people of Israel were living in dark times. But Zechariah, shortly after the birth of his son John, who we know as John the Baptist, prophesies that a light... Is beginning to shine. And those who are in the midst of darkness. They're not going to be there forever. That good things are on the horizon. Things are beginning to change. Something is happening in the world. Now we know what that something is. It's the coming of the Messiah. Jesus is the light of the world. And the darkness cannot overcome it. We live in an interesting time because Jesus has come, but he has also promised to come again. We, leave, we live in this in-between. And so when J- Jesus came, he overcame evil and death when he was crucified and he was raised three days later. But, but evil and death, are still at work in this world. They have been defeated, but they're going to do all the damage they can before their ultimate demise at Jesus' second coming. And we are reminded often about the birth of Christ this time of year. God came into the world to help those who are in need. But we also need to be reminded that Jesus is coming again. And there are still people that are hurting. There are still people who are suffering. There are still people who are sitting in darkness. And Jesus hears their cries. And he'll return again one day. And after every verse of the song, we find this chorus. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. So what do we do while we wait? What do we do while we sit in captivity? What do we do while our adversary, Satan, prowls about like a lion seeking to devour us? What do we do when we find ourselves in dark times and people all around us seem to be turning from what is right? Well, we can sing... O come, O come, Emmanuel. And we rejoice because we know that Jesus is coming again. You know, I've always loved this time of year. I fell in love with it as a child when I couldn't wait for Christmas morning and to open all my presents. I love it now because I cannot wait to hear songs like this one and others. Because it reminds me, we have something to celebrate. And it's much greater than presents or family get-togethers. It is the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus. It is the righting of all wrongs. It is the, the end of sin and death. It is a reunion with the faithful saints who have gone on before us. And it is because of this and so much more that we rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel will come to us and we eagerly await that day. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for the sending of your son. Jesus Christ to this earth to take on flesh, to live among us and to willingly sacrifice himself on the cross and be raised three days later. We're thankful for his victory over sin and death. Father, we eagerly await his return and the righting of all wrongs. Help us to be a light to this world Until that happens, may we serve as a small reminder of what will be one day. We look forward to the return of your son. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.